Keep on the sunny side, always on the sunny side. Keep on the sunny side of life. It will help us every day. It will brighten all the way if you keep on the sunny side of life. Hey there, my name is Joe Martin. I'm the pastor at First Baptist Church in Toledo, and I wanted to take a few moments to talk to you about together. And I know I've talked to you a lot about this, but this is because the life of a follower of Jesus is a life you do together. Jesus did not call disciple. He called disciples. You know, following Jesus, in to use a more modern term, is a team sport is something, you know, you can have a baseball and you can have a glove and you can have a bat and you can have all the equipment. But if you don't have a team to play with, you're not playing baseball. You're doing something else. And uh, you uh, may want to imagine, especially coming in this very kind of postmodern individualistic society where truth is all up to whatever you feel like at the moment, um, this is not this you can you can call it whatever you want but if you want to call it following Jesus being part of the the movement of community that Jesus has called his church then you don't get to do that on your own terms alone um, on your own it's to be done in community that's what he called us to do all the one another commands um, have to be played out with one another <laughs> you know uh you can know your relationship with God. As a matter of fact, and this is very disheartening for me sometimes, you can know your relationship with God or to God by how you feel and treat your community. This is really important to remember. This is a very basic, irrefutable, unarguable truth you find in Scripture. First uh, John 4.20 says, If someone, that could be you and me, says, I love God, there's a lot of that, and hates his brother, he is a liar. For the one who does not love his brother, and that doesn't mean all the brothers who agree with you all the time and who who you think that the way they lead or the way that they follow or the way that they think about a particular subject or politics or theology or whatever, they, yes, those are my true brothers. No, he's saying, if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's speaking about who Jesus says is your brother. You know, it doesn't matter if I say, um, if I said to my dad when he was still alive, my brother Paul is not my brother. He's my brother. It's based on what he says, not what I say. Well, if someone says I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. And, and for the one who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God whom he has not seen. And then he says this, and this is the commandment we have from him, that the one who loves God should love his brother also. This is pretty, um, you know, this is pretty unequivocal. You know, in other words, it's just laid out there. You know, let me ask you a question. Have you been ne negligent to your church and to your commitment to your 
church community, whether it's TFBC or another. Well, that's what your relationship with God looks like. You're also neglecting God because God, one of the ways you love God is by loving his people. Are you distant from fellowship with your brothers and sisters? Well, you are the same with God. And you can say, that's not fair. No, it isn't. True. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. It's very clear. It's the height. And I understand why you would feel that way and why you would get defensive. But it's the height of self-deception to imagine that you have one kind of relationship with God and another kind of relationship with his people. You may want to live that way. You want to, may want to stay in your little silo and think whatever you think or off in your little um, personally created cave and think of yourself as spiritual while um, not really demonstrating love to other people and being in relationship with other people. You can do that, but you're self-deceived. And this is hard to accept, but the scripture leaves no room here and in many other places. We are lying to say others otherwise. You know, First John 2, 4 says, The one who says, I have come to know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word in him, the love of God has truly been perfected. By this, we know that we are in him. The one who says he abides in him. This is what we do. We tell ourselves and we tell other people. Um, the one who says he abides in him ought to himself to walk in the same manner as he walked. Guess what he, Jesus never did. If we're going to walk as he walked, he never gave up on his, his followers. He never gave up on his disciples. And we can't either, no matter how difficult they can be. And remember, Peter denied him. They all blew it at some point. So we ought to walk even as he walked. And what is the commandment he's talking about? Of course, Romans 13 says, And all the other commandments are summed up in one thing. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But Jesus made it clear, a new commandment in John 13, 34. I give to you that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all men will know you are my disciples, if you love, for, if you have love for one another. So he's saying, this is the qualifier of whether you're really following him, if you're his disciple, if you're his apprentice. If you're not, your relationship with, with your church, and for specifically those of you at TFBC, your relationship that you covenanted together and you did enter into a commitment if you're a part of this church. Um, how you're keeping that is direct reflection on what your relationship with God looks like right now. You know, we all want loopholes around the cross. We all want loopholes around suffering lovingly. And that's really hard. This is the deep work in our life. If we do the practices and we pray and we read the word and we 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 gather if we're doing what we're supposed to be we give but that is the work of god in us is us learning how to suffer with and for each other um till christ becomes till christ is is fully um expressed in each life and this is why paul wrote to the first corinthians you could tell that he was just so kind of hurt because they brought him a lot of hurt. First uh, Corinthians one ten, he says, Now I exhort you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all agree, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be made complete in the same mind and the same judgment. Now this is the context 
this entire book that we're going to deal with a little bit on Sunday, because this Sunday, don't forget, you know, you say, I've been kind of slack and I've not been with it. Well, okay, this is your week to get with it. You, and and it's around the table. You kind of, okay, we're going to, we haven't been around each other, but let's have breakfast together or let's have lunch together. Well, this week you can do both. So you can come to a class at 930 for the breakfast class. There's no eight o'clock service this week. And then there is the Lord's Supper service combined at 11. So that's a great service for you to come and, and recommit to your relationship with other people and to the Lord. And then, uh, and then, um, come to the meal afterward and there's a potluck afterward, but we're going to provide some meat. So if you want to bring an awesome dessert or a salad or something great, um, bring that along too. And then, so the first thing I want you to do before this Sunday to get ready, evaluate yourself, evaluate yourself, um, examine yourself before Sunday and see where your relationship has been with God and others. So you're ready for the Lord's Supper. Start right now. It's Thursday when I'm recording this, and hopefully you'll get this maybe later today or tomorrow. And evaluate yourself. Prepare yourself for the Lord's Supper. For that, okay, am I serious? Am I ready for this? And then secondly, practice prayer for love. Practice the prayer for love for your church. This is really important. You have to pray that you can love me and the other members of your church and other leaders in your church. He says in 1 Thessalonians 3.11, Now may our God and Father himself and Jesus our Lord direct our way to you. He says this is a prayer. And may the Lord cause you to increase and abound in love for one another and for all people, just as we do for you. And here's what's at stake. So that he may establish your hearts without blame and holiness before our God and Father at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. I'm just telling you, this is really important that you pray. Take some time for evaluation. Examine yourself. Examine your own love and how it has been and your faithfulness and your consistency. And then before Sunday, make a, make a commitment that you're going to show up, that you're going to be there for that gathering, for that, that, that fellowship meal and for the Lord's Supper, or maybe even for the breakfast. And then pray, God, help me to love um, my church more. Help me to love those people and to demonstrate it more. And let, listen, just do it. And you'll see what amazing thing can happen. Paul is saying, I'm praying that that God may cause you to increase and abound in your love for one another. I want you to pray that for me too. And you for your and I'll pray it for you. I can't wait to see you this week. It's going to be a great week. And remember, there is children's Sunday school. So if you've been holding off on going to a class, you can come this week. There'll be children's Sunday school from for all ages. So bring it on. Okay? I'll see you soon.